on. And welcome to episode number 67 of the Kerrville Podcast. Michaela here and John Barrera. And John, would you like to go ahead and introduce today's guest? Yes, we have Amber Thompson. She started working with people all the way where I started at the server table. (laughs) Started at Chili's. Yes. How did you get from Chili's to being a successful agent at State Farm? Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I grew up in Kerrville and uh, went to Tybee High School here in town. And um, yeah, my first job was at Chili's as a uh, hostess. So making the big money over there, Mm. (laughs) $2.50 an hour. Hey, you know what? I mean, (laughs) at, at that time though, I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you got as a server, and then of course you made tips. So um, yes. yeah, yeah, that that was one of my first college jobs. Um, I also taught dance at Kerrville School of Dance. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. still yeah. love it. Ballet, tap, and jazz. I did a little bit of hip hop, and um, I had all ages, literally like three year old all the way up to high school and adult age, and um, that was a super fun job. And actually, I it's really just a passion of mine. You, I could have just done it and not gotten paid because I just love it. Just something um, fun to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah Rewarding. I, abs- yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's just that's just a side passion. And um, it's funny. Now I see some of my girls that I taught dance to when they were three. And, you know, they have kids now. And they're living in Kerrville and working. So it's kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, I really, I just worked hard. I went to college. Um, thought I wanted to be a doctor. I actually was doing pre-med at UTSA. Whoa. and Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought, hey, like I, I want to be a doctor. Like I want to work in the medical field. So um, really, I did the typical college thing. Like the third year in, I was like, hmm, maybe I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I changed my major to healthcare administration, which is essentially a business degree, um, which was a really good move for me because obviously, like I'm running my own business now, so it was really good for me to kind of switch that up. But uh, I worked for an eye doctor here in town for six years and um, absolutely loved it. But kind of the whole time I had been talking to, um, I had been friends with, I also had another job because I worked like five jobs. Um, I had another job working at Comanche Trace for several years in college and uh, met a lot of amazing people over there. And um, one of them was a state farm agent. And the year I graduated, he said, you know, if you don't want to be a doctor, like, you really should come try insurance. And I was like, well, insurance. And you're like, you're- <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. I'm, I don't know that I'm going to like insurance. And, uh, he said, no, you know, we, this is not a sales job. He said, we, we counsel people on what they have and how to protect it. And he said, a lot of what we do is like what a doctor does. You know, you come in, tell us your symptoms and we tell you how to fix it. And uh, he said, you love people and you love talking to people. I think you would be great at it. Why don't you just come try it? And I just something told me, you know what? Why not? Like, let's try it. So I started working for him. And um, really, like the second year in, um, we had a dad who died in a car accident. And he had bought life insurance and he hadn't told his family about it. And they came in for a meeting with us. And of course they were crying and they're like, we don't know how we're going to stay in our house. We don't know what we're going to do. And we literally got to tell them, well, your dad bought $500,000 in life insurance. And so after that, like that was like a, like a life changer for me. And I decided, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to protect people in a big way. Like I, I love selling 
uh, and I say selling. I, I love writing car insurance and home insurance, and we do amazing commercial stuff in business, but life insurance is what I'm super passionate about. Um, and it's because you can just make such a difference. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I decided that was it. Like, this is what I'm going to be. And I think everybody kind of has that pivotal moment where you're like, you know. I, I yeah. love this. Yeah. yeah. This, this is me. Like, this is my calling. I love it. So, um, I started working towards what, what they called an agent aspirant program at the time. And um, it just so happened, like, I was there right about seven years. And an agent here in town retired. And they called me. And I had two little babies, like, mm-hmm. in diapers. And they're like, hey, this is your opportunity. Do you want to go for this agency thing? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have two babies in diapers. So, ba- but, back when you were in college. Yeah. <clears throat> it was never even a thought to no. that you would have your own insurance agency someday. No, who goes to college and says, oh, I want to run an insurance office. I mean, boring. That's <laughs> not, yeah, it's not like a sexy thing to go be an insurance agent. And it, and it seems like that back then. Yeah. But yeah. then, I mean, things yeah. transpired and the opportunity presented itself. That's right. And, and yeah. you had already, you know, fell in love with the profession. I did, yeah. So, so uh, it, something amazing just ended up happening out of that absolutely amazing yeah and and you know if you think about jobs out there for women and and to have kids and have time off i mean real estate's definitely something i feel like a lot of women lean towards because you can make your own hours and do your own showings and i feel like my profession is very similar like i i actually i've got this amazing office of actually i've got all women right now i've got this amazing office and i can tell them hey i need to you know go catch a field trip or you know go to a soccer game or you know so it gives you a lot of flexibility and i just get to i get to run this amazing office with an amazing team um of young professionals and get to give them a career as well a lot of them want to be agents so it's it's a really fun um kind of cycle if you will and it's just a fun environment we have a lot of fun and we love our customers. We we absolutely, you know, every day's different. You'll get a farm ranch and they're like, hey, I've got like 10 farm buildings and cows and goats. And how do I insure all this? So we get to put on our snake boots and go walk around the ranch. Nice. And, that's you know, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's something I, I love. I love farm and ranch. I love to go check out people's places and they'll be like, hey, hop on the Can-Am. Let, let me go show you the property. So every day is is very different and everybody's lives are a little bit different piece of the puzzle and you get to really help them create a plan that if we have a disaster, which we do, I mean, we, we see the weather's getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. So, you know, every, you work so hard for the stuff that you have. You work so hard to buy that car, to buy that house and to just call a 1-800 number for 10 minutes and have somebody say, oh, here's the plan for you. You know, that that doesn't work. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, people realize that after they have a claim and go, oh, my gosh, nobody ever talked to me about liability. Now I've got a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that we're super passionate about is, hey, we're we're going to talk to you about your coverage before you have a claim. We're going to make sure if you've got some money in the bank that you're going to get sued for that we're going to have enough liability on you where we're going to pay out the insurance payout before you ever get sued. Now, if they call just a 1-800 number or something for for their insurance, I mean, are are they going to get those kinds of questions? No. So 
you know, Good you, question. I, I, I'm not going to bash any other companies, but when you call a 1-800 number for an insurance quote, they have, it's a call center and they've got their questions to ask you. And that's script. about all you're going to get. You're going to get the script. So, you know, if you're somebody that just sold a house and you've got, you know, $500,000 sitting in the bank or you own some extra property, you know, you may need a liability umbrella for a million dollars. Nobody's going to ask you about that. So, yeah. You know, you're not going to get a detailed conversation about really what's important to you because they're trying to get you to buy a policy and get off the phone. So, you know, that's... That way they can sell the next one. That's right. That's right. So it's kind of a churn and burn kind of thing for these call centers. And when you call our office, you're going to get a conversation. And it doesn't take that much longer to have that conversation. But we, we have... We know that you're going to call us when something happens and we want to be able to tell you, hey, John, like, that's covered because we talked about that. Mm. So, um, you know, that's that's really our State Farm, Amber Thomason difference is that, that we, we are going to give you the coverage that you actually want and need. Um, and not a bunch of junk that you don't. Do you so. cold call still? You know, we do. I, we are blessed. We do not have to cold call. We, that's awesome. You know, yeah. good problem. it's a good problem. <laughs> I'll tell you the biggest thing for any business is referrals um, and something that we're really big on on our on our closing process, if you will, when we give you all your paperwork and say, hey, thanks for joining our family is here's three or four business cards. Please, please, please. We helped you out. Like if you love the level of service you got today, please just tell, mm. you know, three or four of your friends or family about us because that's how we're growing. Um, and that that's that's what works. We deal with realtors. We have a lot of banks that refer us because we're so good about getting them documentation. They know how we work. They know that we're going to ensure that house 100% replacement cost. And we're not going to, you know, ha- write bad policies or, you know, depreciation policies on these beautiful houses that they're writing a loan on. So we have a lot of banks that refer us and a lot of realtors and friends and family and and customers. So really, I would say our business growth is 90% at least 90% referral base. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that says a lot too. Thank you. I I think it does does. too. And I I tell my staff all the time, I'm like, you know, girls, like when you're doing a good job and people are sending you people and, and you're growing your, your customer profile, you know, that, that means you're doing something right. Absolutely. All right, John, you were going to ask a question. Um, I, I don't remember the one a second ago, but what is the hardest part about, What's the best part and the worst part about your profession? Because sure. it's probably not all sunshine and rainbows. No. So the hardest part, I think, is also the best part. <laughs> so Ooh. when we, it's a really weird thing That's because, no, it, it really is. It is, yeah. Um, so when we had the big, you know, hail claim, you pro- I got at least 500 claims in the office, if not more. I mean, your phones are flooded. People are freaking out. My roof's half torn off. I've so, got water in the house. I mean, that that's really hard to walk somebody through, but it's really amazing when you get to write them the huge check and get their house fixed. So uh, we always laugh. Like, we, we kind of laugh about it. Like, we kind of need a good hailstorm to make people realize why they have us. And and we kind of joke about that, but really? that's, that's the truth. I thought y'all hate to write the checks. No, no. 
Isn't that the stigma around insurance companies? It is. Maybe maybe the actual... (laughs) It is. We... <laughs> hey, the, but when you're when you're insuring your your friends and family and your hey, local customers and everything, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's it, you want to take care of them. Absolutely. And yeah. what is insurance except a piece of paper with a promise? That's all. I mean, when you walk out of the mm. office, it's not like you got a car to go. You know, you didn't buy a car. You didn't go buy groceries. You get to eat. It's not you, tangible. You yeah. literally walk out with a good feeling that. Hey, Amber told me that my house is insured for this and I'm going to get replacement cost. Mm-hmm. And so you get to show people, you get to make good on the promise. You get to make good on the word when you have some claims. So, and that gets around. I'll tell you, we probably had more growth after the last hell claim than we had had in years because all the neighbors are going, hey, your insurance company denied your roof or paid you five grand on that. Well, mine gave me a whole new roof. And so, there, there's peace of mind, and then there's ultimate peace of mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. So, and, like and, you know, the other thing, obviously, is we're in Kerrville. We have a lot of elderly folks, yeah. and, and the deaths are really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have, you know, kids calling and saying, hey, dad just died. You know, so that's that's really difficult, too. And we, we did lose a, cus- a couple customers during COVID, and, um, oh. you know, that's that's really difficult. Yeah, I'm starting to lose customers too. You know, it's been like almost three years and, you know, the same, having the same repeat customers Yeah, and, you know, they're starting to, you know, they're in the retirement age and it's, it's difficult. Who needs life insurance? Elderly people? I mean, how, how, how does that work? Like what, what age ranges are, are most likely to get life insurance and who needs life insurance? So. I would say probably 50 and up are the most likely to actually call and say, oh my gosh, Amber, I just had a parent die and I didn't think about this before and I want life insurance Mm -hmm. now. Or I had grandma pass away and we couldn't pay for the bills. So I would say 50 and up are the ones that actually call, like it starts to kind of set in. You're not going to live forever, (laughs) but the best time to buy life insurance is at age zero. Literally the best time to get life insurance is on your baby. And I know that sounds crazy, but the cheapest life insurance is is based off health and age. So when you're age zero, it is the cheapest that you're ever going to get life insurance. So what I what I try to talk to people about is I just educate them. Hey, your baby right now, like you can get twenty five thousand dollars of life insurance and start them with a small policy and build on that. And it's only about 15 bucks a month. You know, what do we spend 15 bucks a month on? Yeah. Netflix, yeah. Exactly. And that's something that, like, I have it on all my kids. And when they get out of college, I'm going to give it to them and say, hey, look, mom bought this for you. So you don't have to buy life insurance. I did it for you. It's paid off because you can pay them off in 20 years. It's completely paid off for you. And by the way, it's made 4% interest for the last Wait a minute, years. It's paid off. Mm-hmm. So, so they don't have to pay $15 a month for the rest of their life. They, no. they have that. That policy. They have it. Yeah. You can get a permanent policy called like a 20 pay life and it's literally paid off and you have a permanent life insurance for your kid. The other neat thing about it is all of our policies for kids have what's called a guaranteed insurability rider. So it doesn't matter if they get a bad car accident or they get some weird leukemia or some weird child cancer, they will be able to get more life insurance without showing any sign of insurability. So there's some amazing things that you can do with that and i think education is the big thing like a lot of parents a lot of new parents 
shoot, my parents never knew about it. I never had one of those. Um, and my mom, you know, I, when I first got into insurance in my 20s, my mom would say, oh, my gosh, I wish somebody would have told me about that. Mm. I would have bought yeah. that for y'all, you know. So it's something neat that you can do for their for your kids that they can't do for themselves. Um, and then, you know, as, as you get older, you can – I'm a big proponent of mixed term and permanent – you know, have a nice little permanent policy that you're going to have when you die, but have a nice big term in your 20s, 30s, 40s as you build up debt and mortgages um, that's cheaper that will pay off that for the time that you ha- that you need What's it. What's the difference? I, I hear, you know, people are like pro-term and then there's yeah. people, you know, it's like almost like political parties. I know, isn't it funny? Well, and, and you know, you hear the Dave Ramsey group that's, yeah. it, and, I, and I love Dave and nothing against Dave. I just am in the industry now and I, I have just a super clear picture of what pays out and what doesn't pay out. And, you know, his big thing is, well, buy term and invest the difference. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Just most people don't invest the difference. And then at your end of life, when all your term's gone, you have your investments. I always tell people, keep your investments in your life insurance separate. Because if the market crashes and all you have is investments, you're going to have to sell off that investment when the market's down instead of riding it out a little bit and getting Mm -hmm. more money. So it puts you in a little bit of a tight spot. Um, The other thing I think that people don't realize is that the death benefit from life insurance is completely tax free. So it doesn't matter what president we have or don't have or what they change the the inheritance tax law to. That money is going to go to your family within two days of your death. Usually it gets paid out very quickly. And, um, you know, again, if you have an agent where you can call and say, hey, Amber, you know, my loved one passed away and I say, okay, great. Give me obituary or death certificate. I'm going to get you money. I'm so sorry, but I can at least get you some money to, to help get you through this. Um, you know, again, that's another reason to have an agent and somebody you can call. But the the whole difference between term and permanent, to answer your question, is term is like paying rent. You get it for a period of time. You can buy it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. But at the end of that term, it's going to renew at the age you are now. Or it's going to go away. It's just going to be done. You have to buy a new one. Mm. So you get yourself into this vicious cycle of, okay, I'm 30 now, but now I'm going to be 60 when I need to buy it again. Mm. And it's going to be real expensive. And that's statistically the time that you're going to need it. Yeah. He also uh, doesn't like credit cards and credit cards help me get out of get my credit repaired to where I can qualify for a mortgage, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I was, I was Ramsey ish. I know he's like, you can't be Ramsey ish. You gotta be Ramsey. But I, we, we were Ramsey ish and, and you know, yeah, I did the baby steps, but I did credit cards too. You know, yeah. hey, some is better than nothing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're all a tool. Every, everything's a tool. Even insurance is a tool. I mean, you have all of these tools and you need to learn how to use them correctly. Oh yeah. And a lot of people don't understand how money works and it can put you in the hole or it can get you out of the hole. Um, so depending on how you use that credit and, and I, I talked to somebody the other day, they have a ton of money and absolutely no credit. Mm. Um, and they're like, man, every time I go to buy a car or even my insurance rates a little bit higher than my neighbor. And you know, we have those discussions. What does your credit look like? And what are you doing to improve your Mm -hmm. credit? And do you know how to improve your credit? Yeah, um, education is very important. We had a man on here named Andrew Gay. Oh, I who, love Andrew. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool he, dude. He's my boy. Yeah, uh, he he's so passionate about not just helping his current customers, but 
creating future customers that don't put themselves in a financial rut, that have financial education. Absolutely. Does State Farm provide any education, you know, for we, the future? We do. We do. So something that State Farm, that a lot of people don't realize that State Farm does is we do financial planning. Um, we do retirement planning. Wow, that's um, cool. Yeah. yeah I, that's huge, in too. In fact, yeah. you know, it's not something that's that you find on the State Farm website, but I have a lot of conversations with my younger customers about, hey, you, do you want to buy, like you're looking to buy a house, what are some things we can do now mm-hmm. to help with your budget? I have a lot of budget conversations. I have a lot of retirement conversations. Um, and honestly, I love the budget conversations because you know, there's people that they're like, oh my gosh, like we were lower middle class. My mom never knew how to use money. She would rack up the credit card. I don't even know where to start. Mm. And we'd sit down and go, okay, like, okay, here's your budget for the month. What are, what's important to you? What do you want to save for? And that's really kind of the whole State Farm philosophy is what's important to you. And and we don't want to just protect the things that you have. We also want to help you have growth and, and, and grow with you. Um, and we, we want our people to stay with us forever. Like I, I literally have grandparents that died, but I have their kids and their grandkids. Wow. So, you know, that's something we, we love our people and it's family and we want everybody to be successful. So, you know, we encourage people, Hey, you know, if you, you want to talk about savings, like, what do you need? We have this awesome calculator that tells you, Hey, this is if you want to save for retirement or you want to have a million dollars in retirement, we have all these amazing calculators. So, you know, those are and, and those are free services. So it's not something you have to come in and pay for. You can say, hey, Amber, like, I'm worried about this. Can we talk about this? And we and we love to do that. We love to have those conversations. How much do you charge somebody to just come in and talk to you? Nothing. That is a that's I a mean free to cut you service. off, Michaela. That's OK. Sorry. <laughs> that's I a mean, free service. I mean, that's a lot of value to, to give to your your yeah. customers and clients. Absolutely. Uh, and why why do you give them that that kind of value? You know, because we as a as a state farm agent, we want to be we want to be leaders in the community. Like that's part of our give back is, you know, you don't have to charge for everything all the time. Like and you know, again, even if state farm said, "Yeah, you have to charge." I probably wouldn't charge because there's a lot of people in my life who gave me a lot of sound advice that were not my parents. Um, and it was, you know, different business leaders and, you know, even out on the golf course, there were several business leaders and owners that would say, Hey, you know, do this, this or that. And, and I think that, um, as business owners and community leaders, like you, you need to realize like there's, you have to give back to your community. If you, if you want to pay it forward, so to speak, you know, those are things that you need to do. I mean, I, I feel in my heart, like driven, like. Why would I not want to do that? Um, When so many, so many people helped develop and mold me and help me be successful. I just want to give that back to other people. There's a, there's two. That's why I looked at Michaela and I laughed at her because there's two reoccurring trends that successful people have that come into the podcast. One is taking a leap of faith. You Ah. took a leap of faith when you got out of medical school and was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to dive into this insurance world. And the second, probably the most important is providing value back and giving back to the community. And I mean, we didn't even bring those up and you did yeah. both of those. Well, and I, you know, I, I believe that God blesses those who bless others, too. And I think that 
if you if you've got a heart of servitude, I think that not not only do you live a happier life being a servant leader, and there is that book Servant Leadership, and I I love it, but I think that it, when you raise other people up, they they want to do the same thing, and I think that if more people would be interested in helping each other as opposed to just making a buck, I think that the world would be a better place and I'm not going to change the world, but if I could help one or two people, um, I mean, that creates ripples. It, it creates, does. it creates yes. ripples. And, and yeah. I, you know, when I lay in bed at night, I pray and say, Hey God, what do you want me to do tomorrow? Like, where do you want to put me? Mm. So who do you want me to call? Who do I need to have a conversation with? Um, you know, who in my office maybe having struggles that I need to see a little clearer. And so I think that's, I think that's important that when you, when you do get blessed and you do hit a successful point in your life that you're like, okay, this is awesome. How do you, how do you want to use me? Like, where do we need to go? Absolutely. I always promised God, I was like, look, when I'm, you know, where, where I want to be, I'm going to reach back and pull those up with me Yeah. who were in my situation. And sure. I'm, I'm not anywhere yeah. where I like, you know, where I'm in, I'm not stopping here, but I still see people where I was like five years ago and, you know, be like, look, dude, I, I promise I was there. Yeah. You know, and this is what I did to get out because I hate preachy people too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you don't have to preach. I think if you live by example and you, you just, you know, kind of like I said, if, if you serve, if you serve those people, you don't, you know, I kind of think about, Jesus. Yeah, he did some preaching, but he also walked around and just talked to people, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I don't think you have to sit in a church or, you know, sit in a house or, or you know, sit there, and preach at people. I think that the the most impact that you can give to somebody and, and it is how you live and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's eyes always watching. Um, and I think sometimes you don't realize that I I've had people before tell me like, oh, oh my gosh, you did this or or that. That was amazing. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even know like you were even paying attention to that. So I think you do have to be careful about, you know, what you do and how you live your life and how you're, how you're giving back and what example you're, you're showing for other people. Michaela, I didn't expect so much fire from somebody who was in insurance. (laughs) Like, did you expect the world of insurance to bring you this much value i mean no like i said when somebody said oh you want to be an insurance i was like oh my gosh boring like really i want to you know i pictured like a call center with you know buildings of people just cold calling and trying to like get you to buy insurance and hear the other guy in the background you're like wait yeah i I mean that was kind of my whole idea of insurance was like i want to sit around and sell car insurance all day like no. And then I realized it was so much more. It was It, it is was rewarding. A, it's super rewarding. Yeah. It's conversation about somebody's life and what they have and what they love and what they need to protect. So it became very clear to me early on that the way it, and and also the mentor I had, the agent I, I worked for, um, he was like, Do you do not ever sell a product. If I see you product pushing or product selling, you're fired. Mm. And, and that's what I turns like a lot that. of people yeah. off is the upsell. Yes. Hey, I'm trying to up, and and it, it comes to a point to where you're you're trying to help. It goes from when when and you can feel it. You oh, know? you know when they're you trying know. to when they're trying to help you versus when yeah. they're trying to get their numbers. When up. people it, aren't genuine and yeah. and they're like and and they're not really trying to help you or trying to save you money or 
you know, and there's there's different things. Obviously, like if you put your home with your car, you get a you get a bundle discount, and that's not a joke. You really do get like a twenty percent discount. So you know that's something that you need to let people know. Hey, by the way, if we if we put the car with the home, this is what it's going to do. But it's a whole picture. It's a whole discussion too. And you know, more than anything, I want to have all your insurance. Like I don't want just your car insurance. I want all of it because if something happens, I want you calling me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want you having five different insurance companies. And that's not a selfish thing. No, no, I want to take care of you. (laughs) You know, I want to be your person. I want to take care of you. So, um, and I, and and I want to take care of your grandma. You know, I've got, I've got some people too that, um, I took care of their grandmas and, um, and you know, sometimes my 90 year olds, they're a little, they can be a little difficult sometimes. Um, and I had, I had one person who, I had taken care of their grandma for years and it was, it was a couple of weeks ago and they came in and they're like, you took such amazing care of my grandma. Like I'm moving all my insurance over here because you just took such great care of her, mm. you know? And, and I, and I love that. And that's what I want from everybody. I want them to say, you took such great care of this person or this person. Like I want that same level of care. I want that same relationship, you know? Amber Thomason. Yes. Stay Farm. Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, one more question before we uh, jump off here. Uh, to anybody that that's looking to uh, get into the insurance business, what what advice would you have for them? I would definitely say, um, you know, you can get your insurance uh, license online now. So I would definitely say if you're interested in it, first check out the online courses, uh, look at the material. Then go talk to an agent. Go talk to a state farm agent and say, hey, I'm, I think I really would love to get into this industry. Um, you know, can you put me down on your wait list? I'd, I'd love to start wait working. List. Well, there, there's a little bit of a wait list Ooh, in my office. <laughs> there you go. But, you that know, when you, something. When, you, when you have an environment, when you have a place that people want to work, I don't think you'll ever have an issue with getting employees. I mean, people yeah. talk. People talk and they know where they want to work. So um, start working for an agent. I think that's the biggest thing is start working and, and see if you like it. See if it's something you're passionate about. I've had people come in there and say, oh, my gosh, like, I can't handle this. Like, this is not my thing. Mm. And that's OK. See what you like. You know, um, I just tell people you're never going to know if if you love it or hate it unless you try it. So give it a try. Give it the give it the old college try and and go work for an agent for a little bit. John, you got anything else real quick? No, I'm just honestly like I didn't expect I didn't expect I, I didn't this expect from insurance. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I, I mean, basically, she touched on all the the key things of success here. Yes, and, and without just automatically knowing, like all, all the all the key things, you know, providing value, being there for your customers. I mean, yes. everything is right there. Putting your customers' needs first. Yeah, you know, those are all huge things. So and we didn't uh, bring that up before. Yeah, we didn't. No, Amber brought that up. So uh, big <laughs> shout out to you, Amber. Thank you so Thank much you for, for having me and being Thank on the Curville Podcast today. You can get Thank this you at so Cur- much. Thank you, and you can get this at CurvillePodcast.com. You can get it on iTunes. Google Podcasts, you can get it on Spotify. It's on YouTube and Facebook as well. Just type Curvo Podcast into uh, any of those uh, networks and you're good to go. All right, we have uh, number 68 of the Curvo Podcast tomorrow. It's going to get juicy, yo. Uh, Rich Paces. Uh, he is a contender for the Kirk County Commissioner's Precinct 2. That's going to be tomorrow. And then uh, Thursday, John, go Thursday, ahead. Thursday, we have, I'm stalling on purpose, everybody, <laughs> calendar. You know, <laughs> Michaela, 
I love you. UGRA. UGRA Thursday. So. UGRA. Awesome. That's it. Okay. That's it, everybody. Well, uh, appreciate you all tuning in and watching this and listening to it. And we'll be back tomorrow around noon. Uh, tomorrow's will drop and Amber Thomason's will drop. Well, you'll, you'll, it'll already have dropped by the time you watch this or listen to it. So.